Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, Rome, Italy, online, on campus. It's Pastor Jennifer here. It's summer and God is doing new things. It's a new season. And so today I want to say welcome. Welcome to the family. We love that so many have joined us online and now we're seeing them join us on campus. So I invite you today to lean into worship, to lean into the ministry of the word. For those of you that are traveling and you're working or you're on holiday, we don't go on holiday from Jesus. He's with us always. He's as close as the mention of his name. So as you enter into worship, I pray that you have a blessed Sunday. Thank you for joining us and know that the Lord has a great word for you today. Amen to that. Amen. Hey, come on, y'all can do better than that. Amen? Amen. Amen. I am so thankful. I'm thankful. Um, praise God. He is good and faithful. You can be seated. I thank you for being with us today, and we bless the Lord in the name of Jesus. I have to give you a report about last Sunday. How many of you were here on campus last Sunday? Let me see your hand wave. Yeah, awesome. So I know you had a powerful, powerful message last week. And I'm going to talk about that. Thank you, Brother Prince, for bringing that powerful word. Yeah. Uh, I had the privilege of being at Salvation Gate Ministry building dedication, blessing them, speaking over them, and um, literally, like, you know, for those of you that have been a part of ICF Rome for a while, you know that we rent this building. And I'm thankful for your giving that goes to pay the expenses of the church. Not mine. I'm a missionary supported by American churches for the most part. And so um, your giving is in obedience to what the Lord says. Amen. So you're blessed. But I want you to know it goes to support the needs and the expenses of the facility so we can do ministry and have electricity and air conditioning, which needs to cool down a little bit more. But um, Last week, I was very, I just have to tell you this, because when I was 14, has anybody ever been 14? Let me see if you've ever been 14. So I'm not the only one in the room who's been 14. We've got a few who haven't been 14 yet. When I was 14, God called me to be a missionary. To, uh, I had a real burden for Africa in my heart at 14. And I knew that one day I would be somewhere else, not in America. And last week, with a largely African congregation, and we are many nations in this church, to say that what we have given as a church, we also give to missions. So every month, we give to Salvation's Gate. They're south of Rome, about an hour and a half, close to Naples almost. Um, we give to them. And they were able to purchase their building that they have been in. We are still renting our building. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for our building. Many churches set up and tear down every week. We have this building. It's ours. We don't have to set up and tear down. We praise God for that. Amen. But last week, I want you to know, I should have had a picture. I don't have a picture for you. But on the plaque, on the stone plaque that's on their building, it says their pastor's name. It said, assisted by Pastor Jennifer Pasquale and ICF Rome. So our name is on another church building. You know what that says to me? We are putting a footprint down 
for the power of Jesus Christ in this country. Amen? If you're here anytime, you know that I say touching, touching, Italy, reaching. And that's exactly what we're doing with the giving that you do and the partnerships that we do with churches from all over. So one of the things I get to do as your pastor is to mentor ministries to see God do amazing things. And I just want to say thank you to all of the ministry people. Joseph in the back, so faithful every week, watching over us. Thank you. Everybody on the media team, everybody in the children's team. Come on, just give a hand for everyone who serves. All of these beautiful children and children's ministries that happen and prayer team um, finance team, all of it. I want you to know how very, very thankful I am. August is a time, July and August, when people are moving, coming and going. And so, Anala, I'm glad to see you today. We praise God for you being well and being with us. Um, I want you to know that this is the time when, when you're here, don't ever think that you're not important. Because when you're here, you're going to introduce yourself to somebody who maybe just moved here. And how much this church can mean to someone else in their journey in Italy. Amen? And so this morning, I am going to invite a very precious family, Fiona and her children. Will you come? They're going to share a testimony with us. Will you welcome Fiona? And we're going to put them online. We've gotten their permission. So come right over here. I welcome our online ministries. We have so many things we get to do on campus here in Rome. And today we are greeting this beautiful family. So I want you to say your name, how old you are, and what you're thankful to Jesus for. Okay. Um, my name is Ariana, and I'm 12 years old, and I'm thankful for Jesus for my health. Yes, for your help. And what about for this church? What is something that this church has meant to you? Um, it has, like, helped me with my relationship with God and, like, everything. And people here are nice. Awesome. Y'all smile. It helps when you smile when we're talking. Amen. Okay, that's awesome. And we're going to hear a little bit more about your testimony. What's your name? How old are you? My name is Alpha. I'm seven years old. Alpha. And he's seven. You're the first Alpha in this family, amen? Yeah. <laughs> and what are you thankful to Jesus for? What do you love about ICF Rome? The people and the worship. Worship. He, we talked about it in my office, and he said he loves the worship. And so I know you got to worship at kids camp, huh? Yeah, awesome. I'm proud of you. And tell us your name. My name is Alvin, and I'm nine years old. And what do you love about ICF Rome? The people and also worshiping. Uh -huh. And what, what do you love about Jesus? That he gave me a family. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So, Fiona, yeah, come here. Here, you're going to hold this. Okay. And, guys, you just stand right there by Mama, Okay. Fiona, um, how long have you been at ICF Rome? Uh, <coughs> good morning, church, and praise <laughs> God. Um, I've been at this church for the last two years. And you are from? I'm from Uganda, Uganda. East Africa. Mm -hmm. And what has ICF Rome meant to your family? Um, ICF has been good to me. The first time I walked into that door, I just googled the church. 
all of a sudden, boom, I, I came in. I found friendly people. You people, everyone here, you give smiles. You, I don't know if it's trained, but you feel. <laughs> the first time, me, myself, when I came, I felt at home. I felt welcome. I will not give a lot of details, but yes. Yes. This church made me feel at home and lovely. Awesome. And yeah. when you came, you're going to share. Sh they're getting ready to go back to Uganda. And so we're going to pray over them. They have been so faithful at everything we do for kids ministry and the church and women's events. And But when you came in 2021, that was a very critical time in our world, in the history of this church, in my life, in your life, in your family. So when you walked in that door in 2021, was everything wonderful in your family and your children? Was everything just so good and no problems? At that time, <laughs> the first reason for coming to Italy, Rome in particular, the reason was about my children's health, Ariana and Alvin. They were born with sickle cell anemia and we had come for treatment which we had just finished getting in 2021. And um, we, they got bone marrows and they were healed well. So they're living proof. They are. <laughs> so, and who gave them the bone marrow? Actually, it was me who gave both of them. <laughs> How beautiful. So their health has really improved strategically. They are in good health. They've been going to school. God has been wonderful. Giving this testimony is not out of a blue. Um, a little shy person, I would say, but I promised God, I'm a born again Christian even from home. I promised God when we came here, I told God, God, I'll testify to anyone who wants to hear about my children if you heal them. God healed my children yeah. and I'm so happy. So, you know, I've told you lately, we have had some dynamic miracles happening among us at ICF Rome. One walking after three years and talking and crawling and two children healed of sickle cell anemia and documented healing. And Fiona, you have a verse from Revelations. Uh, yeah. Tell me, t read it to us because I, I want you to understand that when the Lord does something, when he redeems us, what do we do? It's um, Revelations 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Yes. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Yes. And okay. so, Fiona, we are so thankful. Ariana, Alvin, I'm happy that you're healed and strong. And I see it when you're running and jumping and playing and laughing and that joy in your face. And I want you to know, if you were a part of us, they came when they weren't feeling good. They came many times to this altar and had prayer so that God would touch them and strengthen them and give them a good report and test. So today, uh, can you say that word up there? You guys are what? Living proof. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. And anything else you want to greet the church with before we pray over you? Um, I want to tell church members that uh, you put your nice congregation, even though we go home, we shall miss you. Yes, we have a church at home. It's called Watoto Church. It's Arizona. But we shall miss you. We love you. You've been good for us. Special thanks to the pastor, everyone, the sisters, the 
choir. <laughs> I love the way they worship. Mm. And also Joel. I don't know when yes, he's around. My kids love him a lot. Yes. Thank you, Ankepita. Yes, thank yeah. you. And this is what I want you to see, touching one, right? Only it was four. But it was touching one when she walked in that door in 2021. She actually told me she came in 2019. So she'd been in this city for two years, going through very difficult bone marrow transplants and sickness and unknown, a future. And she walked in and someone's smile, Sharon was the first one, someone's smile said to her, this is a place where I won't do life alone. Amen. So would you stand with me? And we're going to reach our hands towards this beautiful family. I want you to know that as we were praying in the pre-service prayer, they were in prayer room with me. And they were even stretching their hand out towards me, these little ones. So we're gonna, will you stretch your hand out towards them right now? Father, we thank you. I thank you for healing. I thank you, Lord God, for miracles in their lives. I thank you for the provision to come and be a part of us and for us to witness the miracle of healing of sickle cell anemia. God, no sickness or disease is too difficult for you. I thank you for the faith of this mother, for the power of the word of God. I thank you for ministries in this church that touch them at crucial, critical moments in their life and their family. God, I pray for Ariana that as she goes home, as she goes to school again with her friends, that she will remember that God is her king and her Lord and her purpose and she will stay close to you. She will love you. She will testify of you. Father, I pray for Alvin that you will give him a strong witness. You will make him a young man of faith that no matter what comes his way, he'll say, that's okay, God's got this and I know God's gonna help us, help him to be a leader in his family. God, we thank you for Alpha, that he'll be the first one to always speak up for Jesus. He'll be the first one to say, I believe in Jesus. He'll be the first one to say, I am redeemed and you can be too. Let the anointing of the Lord rest upon him. And God, for Fiona, as she goes to begin a new job there in Uganda and they resettle in their church, I pray that the witness of healing miracle would flow from them. And God, for us, I pray that we would continue to let our smiles and our joy and our worship and the knowledge of God's word make us stronger. Draw us closer to Jesus every week, just like you have done with this precious family. We bless them in the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can set this right. Amen. Thank you, guys. So awesome. Is that not awesome? It is so awesome. I am redeemed. It's why we do life together, because we don't have to do it alone. So if you're here for the first time and you're going to be around this city, we say welcome to the family. I pray that you press in. We have classes that will start in September, connect classes. Prince is over here. Prince, right? wave at everybody, yes. And Yao here in the front. You can see them about those connection classes. We have ministries that are in need. We need hosting team, um, people to be the ones who are there at the door greeting. I want to tell you something. The media and the music team especially, and the cleaning crew, uh, along with the office staff, but they're here almost every Saturday for several hours. They're here on Sunday mornings at 8.30 and stay for both services, and the power and the presence of the Lord is made here. Amen? And in that power and presence of Jesus, our hearts are touched and increased and encouraged. So I encourage you, don't just sit and be a watcher. 
Be a participant. Participate in what God is wanting to do. We have women's ministries and men's ministries, and there's all kind of fun things that are going on. That leadership retreat coming up is not just for leaders in the church. It's for all of us because we are leaders and influencers in our world, in our community, in our jobs. So everyone, say everyone. I want you to know it. Everyone. Orlando Calvary is sponsoring the the retreat for the most part. So we have scholarships available. You'll see more information about that. We also have a back-to-school giveaway the first Sunday in September. So if you have kids, we're going to have backpacks and stuff and fun things for them on that first Sunday. You don't want to miss any weeks. Don't go on vacation from Jesus. Amen? Amen? Come on, y'all. So when I'm not here, it's because I'm preaching somewhere else that God has given me a window of opportunity to do that, to have partnerships. I was telling the prayer team in the prayer room that just this week, Pastor Al and Chrissy Toledo from Chicago reached out to me. They, her parents are the Brooklyn Tabernacle pastors, and she was a prodigal daughter for many years, has come back to the Lord now with, for about 20 years, and They have a heart for Rome and Italy, and they heard about our church, and they said, we want to be a part of what God is doing. So the Chicago Tabernacle, which is very international, is going to partner with the ICF Rome International, and Pastor Al is going to be with us in October. It is a great honor. It is an amazing thing. Chrissy will be here, and this is how God works, touching Italy. She has her book about her prodigal journey called The Girl in the Song. You can get it on Amazon. I think she has maybe two or three languages available in the book. And guess what one of those languages is? Italian. She has her book in Italian. So I know that God has strategically put us together. And um, I just want you to be praying. God, what do you want me to do? We say that. What do you want me to do? Yeah. What do you want me to do? It means sometimes I have to follow him in a way that is unknown, uncharted, but he is with you, amen, and you are redeemed. And so we praise God for testimonies like Fiona's family and others. I also want to say, I know I'm not supposed to say too much, but Daniel has a scholarship to go on to university in another country. We love you, Daniel. We praise the Lord for your life. Um, Ellie, who was on the drums, and Joel and Maya, they've all graduated or in the process. Jemima. So I'm just so thankful for what God is doing, right? And you didn't do it alone. Like we were praying for you. We were standing with you. And so I just want you to know this is a church that's a family. And I pray that you make someone else feel a part of, their, of our family. I want us to recap a little bit about being redeemed. And in the first week, I talked to you about what it means to be redeemed, that When we are redeemed, you know his redeeming character, and it will change your character. Now, you see that picture. You know what that woman is doing? She's pouring oil, a very special oil, on the feet of Jesus. I'm going to talk about her in a minute. She's redeemed. Stuff has gone on in her life, and she has come to Jesus because his redeeming character was changing her character. When you know his redeeming love... It changes the way you give and receive love. You see, that beautiful oil that she was pouring on his feet was not just some cheap, uh, you know, dollar store kind of thing. It was something precious that she had kept 
and she poured it out. It changed the way she gave and received love. And redemption covers every need and deficit. Say every need. Sometimes we think if I'm redeemed, it means, okay, I had sin. I asked Jesus to forgive me. Now I don't have sin. Praise God, I have an address in heaven. But I live on this earth, and I have needs, and I have deficits. I may have, I'm sure that Fiona had moments where she needed that boost of faith when she walked in these doors to say, I need you to pray again because the blood work wasn't so great this week, or they're going to do new blood work testing, and there might have been a need or a deficit, and the redeeming confidence of Jesus' love over her and over her family, over her children, it changed the way she did her life while she was here. And so I want you to remember these things about being redeemed. Say, I am redeemed. Don't forget it. Please don't forget it. He redeemed you on that cross. He redeemed me on that cross. And he would do it again, even though we've made mistakes. Even though we've let him down, he would still go to that cross again. He did it for the mistakes. He did it for the deficits. He did it for the doubts. Amen? Prince taught us last week, he asked the question, how do we walk in full redemption? And he told you that you have to believe in God's word. I mean, that is so important. The Bible is God's holy word. When you believe in the Bible, the holy word of God, from Genesis to Revelation, you know what is so incredible? You see stories of other people who had a need, who had a deficit, who had a failure, who had a despairing moment, who had a crushing defeat, and God redeemed them. So when I believe the Bible, it changes the way I look at my own life. Amen? He told you that we have to believe in redemption. So I believe the word, but then I have to believe that Jesus went to the cross so that I could be redeemed. Can you say, I believe? I want you to believe. You know, the scripture says, the the man said, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. So you can have belief and unbelief in the same, maybe even in the same breath sometimes. I've told you I've carried grief and sorrow and joy and happiness in the same moment. But God redeems our days. God redeems our joy. God redeems our dreams. God redeems our physical bodies. Amen? And he said, because of redemption, we have the blessing of Abraham. I think that is a very powerful thing to understand, that blessing of Abraham. Prince talked about John chapter 6, verse 28 and 29. It said, they replied, we want to perform God's works too. What should we do? And Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one who he has sent. Believe in Jesus. Believe in what he has for your life. Because of that blessing of Abraham, Prince reminded us that we are righteous Type it in the chat, righteous. Yes, we are right with God. Hallelujah. That is amazing. I don't need five people in front of me to make sure I'm right with God. I have access to the Father by speaking the name of the great Redeemer, Jesus. Amen? We are friends of God. How awesome is that? You know, sometimes we think of God as this king of kings and lord of lords and and this one who punishes us or uh, doesn't answer like we want to, but he's a friend. 
you know, I have some friends that are so dear to me, and they don't always tell me everything I want to hear, right? That doesn't mean they're not a true friend. In fact, they might say, if I, you know, I'm kind of, uh, I'm going to be transparent, but if I'm kind of maybe complaining or saying I'm tired or I'm whatever, my friends might say, did you eat? Did you drink water, juice, something? Did you do something? Maybe I didn't want to hear that right that minute. But a true friend is going to tell me something that's good for me, right? Not just, oh, you're so fine and you're going to be fine and it's okay if you don't eat or drink for days. That's not true, right? That's not true. So I want you to understand friendship with God is something where we give him access that he will say, I love you, child. You're amazing. I made you. You're in right standing with me. But he will also tap you on the shoulder or nudge you in your heart. And he will say, how come you didn't read your Bible for the last two days? You're questioning me, but you haven't read my promise in the last 48 hours. He will say, why haven't you sat still in my presence? See, he's a friend who says, I want to be closer than a brother. I want to be closer than a sister. I want to be closer than any human being. But you have to call on my name and sit in my presence. That's a true friend. We are friends of God. Prince reminded us that we have long life because we have eternal life when we're redeemed. Amen? That's exciting. That's exciting. You don't have to worry about sickness or disease or turmoil when you are redeemed with Jesus Christ. We're healthy and young, and I claim that in Jesus' name. We are rich in all things that matter to us. Amen? God is faithful. And so today, as we focus on this redeeming proof of God's love, I'm asking you to make it personal. If you're in the chat, type, I am redeemed. I am redeemed. I'm going to give a fan here for a moment because <laughs> I'm sure she didn't have air conditioning either. So maybe she needed a fan before she came in there. But you know, I don't have a true alabaster box. An alabaster box from everything I could find out looks a little bit more like white marble, but um, it's not marble. Some people say it's not very expensive, but it's kind of porous. But I have this to symbolize and I have this to symbolize, but I want you to imagine something. If she had this alabaster box and this oil that she had kept and purchased and saved for was in that alabaster box, that oil, that fragrance was filling that box. When I am redeemed, I value my redeemer more than myself. Can you say it with me? When I am redeemed, say it with me. I value my redeemer more than myself. That is a hard one. Because what about me, God? What about me, Jesus? I got needs. I, I need air conditioning. I need a fan. I need, Lord, I need a bus to show up right now. But I'm going to church, and I'm going to give a smile to somebody that I don't even know they need it, and God's going to change their family because I value my Redeemer more than myself, right? The next time you're tempted on your way to God's house to turn around and go back for any reason, remember this. I value my Redeemer 
more than myself. I come into God's house because someone is coming in here today that needs to know Jesus is with you. You're not doing life alone. I'm going to pray you through to that completion of the victory that God has planned for your life while you're in this city. Mark chapter 14, verses 3 through 9, it talks about what happened. Jesus was in Bethany, and while he was in Bethany, reclining at the table, in the home of a man known as Simon the leper. I mean, that's a whole other sermon right there, right? Jesus was not in the mansion of the king of the city. He was sitting at a table of a man known as Simon the leper. A woman comes with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. Some of, she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head and his feet. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why is she wasting this perfume? I can't stress to you enough. It's not like perfume, like you just buy it and you spray it and it's over with. It was an oil. It was a fragrant thing that she had saved and preserved for. It could have been sold for more than a year's wages. I don't know about you, but I have never bought a fragrance that would cost a year's wages. And that money given to the poor. That's how valuable this was. Some some commentaries I read said it was a certain thing that they kept in order to preserve and to use for burials. So she had been preserving that oil for quite some time. Here in Italy, if you've ever seen how they make balsamic vinegar, um, it goes into a big vat and it gets more expensive and more valuable the longer it's in that container because something is happening to it while it's in there. And they rebuked this lady. They rebuked her harshly. But Jesus said, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you. You can help them anytime you want, but you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand uh, to prepare for my burial. I will tell you the truth. Wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. I wonder if we know that we're redeemed, that he is more valuable than us. Will what we have done for Jesus be told? Or will something that we fussed about, something that we fretted about, something that we argued about, will that be told? Or will someone be able to say, she valued Jesus more than anything else in her life. He valued the Redeemer above career, above degree, above finances. God used career and degree and finances to propel the work of ministry flowing from your life. I believe it, 150 million percent. But if your value is in the source, not the resource, or the resource, not the source, hear me. If your value is in that thing that comes into your bank account, you have your values mixed up. If your value is in the Redeemer, then you will understand, God, I could pour it all out right now, a whole year's wages, and you'll return it back to me tenfold. So I want to say to you this morning, what is the spiritual meaning of this alabaster box? I have a couple thoughts for you. Mary at Bethany did not decide to randomly go to Jesus and give him her everything. 
That meant there was a clear relationship. She already had relationship with Jesus. This wasn't like, oh, I heard Jesus was there. Let me run in and pour oil on his feet. She had relationship with him. There was this clear thing. She had sat at his feet many times. You would read it in Luke 10. As she listened and learned from him as her teacher and her friend. In John chapter 11, we see that Mary experienced great loss when Jesus came to comfort during the death of her brother Lazarus, whom Jesus rose from the dead. But her relationship with Jesus meant something. So she had had wonderful redemption from him. She had had comfort from him. She had relationship with him. And she came to him and said, I want to make you ready for whatever lies ahead, Lord. I want to be a part of whatever lies ahead. Because she had relationships. The spiritual meaning of this box can be applied in different ways. And in one way, the box can represent our lives. Here it is right here. This box, for example. We ourselves can come broken. You know, it's not complete. It's not like perfect. That box was not perfect. And we surrender and sacrifice our sins and we have freedom. The alabaster box can also symbolize giving God your best and your all. And that was Mary's first fruits in a way amen she believed him she anointed him before his death and burial mary teaches us to give the lord our whole heart and our whole life so she gave him her sin and god redeemed her she gave him her grief and he comforted her she gave him her all and he took it to the cross amen i'm redeemed Mary teaches us to do this. In Matthew chapter 16, it says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Mary denied herself of that most valuable possession she had been keeping, and she gave it to Jesus for everything. After all the world has to offer, nothing is compared to Jesus. I can tell you, some of the greatest sacrifices I've ever given to God in the physical have returned to me something so powerful in the supernatural. So we sacrifice in the natural, and then God does something in the supernatural. Amen? When I am redeemed, I run to my Redeemer for every need. Mary ran to him. He was in the house of Simon the leper. When I am redeemed, I run to my Redeemer first. Say first. Say first. So I love that Fiona and her family, they were in church. They had taken it to the Lord. They, I'm sure they prayed about where they were going to go for treatment. We run to Jesus first when things were going to be happening. I can remember many times when you came and we prayed first before the thing was happening that week at the hospital. I'm, I'm challenging all of us. How many times, even in the summer when it's hot, do we say, I'll be back, Jesus. I'll see you in a couple weeks. I'm going to run to Jesus in September when it's cooler. God is saying to you, I want you to run to me. I want you to run to me. I want you to value me above everything else. I want you to bring every need you have and watch me take care of it. That's what he will do. She gave it all. She couldn't put that perfume. Imagine, once you've poured it out, you can't put it back in. You can't get the sacrifice back. It's, it's, so if you're pouring something out, 
whether it's in the natural, whether it's in your physical, whether it's in your, your emotional and your mental and you're giving stuff out, once it's out, it's gone. You got to fill it up some other way. This shows that extreme ultimate sacrifice that Mary had for Jesus. The next thing I want you to see is that when I am redeemed, I am confident that he is with me in the journey of every high and every low. Redemption should change the way you do life. It's not just about heaven. It's not just about forgiveness of sins. Knowing Jesus the Redeemer means I can run to him. I can pour out to him again all my doubts. I can pour out to him all my joy and say, God, you're so amazing. This worship is so amazing. I love you. I praise you. I dance before you. And then he supernaturally fills us back up. I am redeemed proof. Say it again, I am redeemed. I am redeemed proof. You are redeemed proof. Therefore, my life is a witness for the Redeemer through it all. Fiona's testimony today is a perfect example of as we are redeemed, our life becomes a witness for somebody else. And when we say to the Lord, I will witness for you, I will testify of you, someone else needs to know God can heal sickle cell anemia. Someone else needs to know God can heal cancer. Someone else needs to know God can rejuvenate bones. Amen? You need to join online Wednesday nights because on Wednesday, I felt the Lord talk to me about the bones. And I felt God was saying to me from a scripture that it said, I formed all your bones perfectly before you were fashioned. I probably had 25 people write me and say, that prayer was for me. I need this healing in my bone. I need this healing. Some of you may remember that my grandson, Dominic, broke his hand, a finger, completely cracked, almost at the growth plate, they said. Broken, not cracked. And they said it would most likely need surgery because of the way it was broken, it on Thursday, after sharing that testimony, my daughter Jessica said, Mom, you're not going to believe it. We just took Dominic for the follow-up CAT scan MRI of his hand, and she sent me a picture. The bone, you can't even tell it was broken. It is completely fused. Somebody give God praise. Amen? I will not stop trusting in the Redeemer. He does it. And when we pray together, we get to celebrate together. I have victory for you and you have victory for me. And we celebrate when someone else has a victory because we know God is faithful. Some of you have waited a year for the promise to be fulfilled and the promises are being fulfilled now, this month. This is not the time to pull back, shrink back, or stop. Yes, you can rest. You can rest in the presence of the Lord. You can rest with God's family. But this is the time to say, Jesus, I value you more than I value me. And I will do whatever it takes to let you speak to my life and to speak through me in the name of Jesus. In Luke chapter 7, verse 37, there's another passage where it talks about what Jesus said about her. It says, there was a woman in that town who lived a sinful life. She learned that Jesus was eating at this Pharisee's house, somebody else's version in the, in the Gospels. So she came there with a special jar of perfume. She stood behind Jesus. She cried at his feet. She began to wet his feet with her tears, and she wiped them with her hair. She kissed them. I mean, can I just tell you, Jesus was God, but he was also a man in human form, and those feet were dirty. She didn't care. 
She didn't care how messy and dirty and sweaty it was. She wanted to kiss his feet. She kissed them and poured that beautiful perfume on them. And so Jesus said to this woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Say peace. Go in peace. So today, I I remind you of these things about being redeemed. That when you know his redeeming character, it will and it should change your character. You should never be in that spot where you're like, well, this is just me, God. You better deal with it. Hear me. There are times when we have to say, this is just me, and I need you to change me again. This is just me saying, how's it going to work out? And I need you to redeem my dreams and my questions in Jesus' name. Amen? When you know his redeeming love, it changes the way you give and receive love. See, I want generosity to be a part of who we are. I want generosity of of giving, of time, talents, treasures. I want to be able to be generous with my faith. When I am not sure, faith is not a feeling. Faith is not based on natural facts. Faith is the evidence of things we don't see, right? It's what we don't see. I want to be so generous with my faith that when someone comes to me and I see this precious child who at one point didn't have hair, the hair was gone from the treatment, right, Fiona? And now she has this this beautiful hair. And Fiona says, I need you to pray for my daughter. I need this sickle cell anemia healed. I want my faith to be so generous. It doesn't matter if I feel it. It doesn't matter if I see it. I say yes, as she said. I don't know if she said it here, but she said it in my office, that she heard people say, your daughter will be healed. She heard the Holy Spirit say, your child will be healed. Because we were generous with the way we give and receive love. Amen? Redemption covers every need and deficit. Don't forget it family of faith. You know, when you're with a family, sometimes your family, maybe you have a perfect family. You know, I have three amazing daughters and three wonderful son-in-laws and seven plus two grandchildren that are amazing. But we're not perfect. I love y'all if you're watching, but we're not perfect. Um, Can you imagine just four women in the same house, how that feels? (laughs) His redemption covers every need and deficit. In the family of faith, we have needs and deficits. In the family of faith, when we come together, there's going to be a moment when someone needs you to operate not based on your feeling or your reaction. They need you to operate based on the knowledge that Jesus gave all and that my life is less valuable than his life. That his redemption is more valuable than my comfort zone. Jesus didn't call any of us to be comfortable. I love the blessing of God, but he didn't call us to comfort. He called us to sacrifice. He called us to model what he did. And this woman, to me, models the ultimate redeeming love at work in her life and through Jesus. I want the worship team to come. I want you to stand with me all over this house. I have given you... A statement of redemption on your chair. I want you to pick it up. It's in English and Italian. And I pray if you've got an extra one, you can take it. If you see someone in Italian that you feel like they would really appreciate knowing, I want you to give it to them. And I just want to quickly, we're going to do the first eight, okay, while they're getting ready. You can say it with me, starting with number one. I have a new 
attitude and a new lifestyle. Number two, I am a light to others and I can exhibit goodness and truth. Number three, I am thankful for everything. I can honor God through marriage. I can parent my children with composure, even my spiritual children. I am strong. I am sealed with the promise of the Spirit. I am secure. Now you're going to read the rest later. I pray you read them all this week. There's 31, so you can declare one over your life every day of the month. And I pray that you will turn it over and read it in the other language, whichever language is your first language. Learn it so that you can say to someone when they're doubting, say it to them in Italian. Say it to them in English. You don't have to feel doubtful. You're secure. God's got you. He's going to take care of you. And I'm going to be with you. I'm going to pour everything out in Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you for your redeeming love. We thank you that we are living proof of the redeeming proof of God's love. Father, I pray right now that you would examine our hearts and our minds. I pray that not one of us would walk from this place or walk from this service with so much pride or insecurity, either one, that we don't come to you and say, Jesus, I give all again. Purify me. Keep me in right standing with you. Help me to believe the word of God more than I ever have before. Help me to believe that my life can be redeemed. My dreams can be redeemed. God, you're going to do something that you spoke to me at 14 years old. Took many decades for me to understand. Wow, God, I remember that moment in my church when I was saying, God, if you can use anyone, you could use me and I want you to use me. I didn't know what it would mean. I didn't know all the sacrifices that would be required. I didn't know all the fragrant oil in my alabaster jar that would get poured out time and time again. But God, this month you have reminded me, keep pouring. Keep pouring. It matters. It matters to the ones who are being touched. It matters to the ones that we are preparing to touch. God, let us know that you have redeemed us. If you're in this room, I want to ask you with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, the Bible says where two or three agree as touching anything, it's done. And maybe you would say, Pastor Jen, I've been afraid to ask anybody to pray for me. I want you to know in this place, you don't need to be afraid. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. His redemption covers us every need, every deficit, every day. And you're in this room or you're online. I'm going to pray with you in that online prayer. Every head bowed and every eye closed, but you would say by lifting your hand, Pastor Jen, I need to know that I'm redeemed in a deeper way than I have before. Lift your hand all over this room. I need to know. Thank you. Thank you. Lift your hand. Thank you. I need to know that Jesus is my redeemer. Thank you, Lord. I need to trust his word deeper. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I need to know that he understands my need. Thank you. Can you pray this prayer with me? everybody? Well, isn't the word of God amazing? It's life-giving. It's faith-breathing. It's transpiring your destiny for this week. I want you to know that every time I make a video for you, I invite you to join me to agree together for what God wants to do in your life. So the first thing I want to do is say, you know what, maybe there's been some things in your life this week 
Maybe something in the message you listen to makes you realize, God, I need to give you a new commitment. Jesus, I need to trust you in a brand new way. Maybe he needs to redeem some things in your circumstance. I want to invite you right now to pray with me and to send me an email that you have prayed this prayer because I want you to know you're not going to do this faith journey alone. And he is going to help you do it in a brand new way. So agree with me and pray with me. After I pray, you pray, okay? Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you. I invite you right now to take full authority in my life. Forgive me for anything that has taken me off course. Forgive me and help me to trust you in every way. Lord, from this day forward, for the rest of my days, I will keep holding your hand, holding on to your word, and trusting you with every detail of my life. Today, Jesus, you say it, today, Jesus, I belong to you, and I receive your love and your healing in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You prayed that prayer with me. I want you to send us an email. I've got people that have been online that have walked into the church campus and said, that was me, and now I'm here and I need community of faith. So I also want to pray this prayer with you because I believe that your miracle is in motion. And I believe that in this summer, God is wanting to do something new in each of us. And our miracles are in motion. Our lives are in motion. We're in new seasons, but he hasn't walked away. He's walking right beside us. And so I want to pray with you for whatever you have need of. And I want you to know that when you write us, we are praying for you. You are not doing this life or this journey or this process alone. So Father, right now, I pray for your son and your daughter that are watching online on campus. I pray for the ones who are traveling. I pray for the ones who are moving to Rome and looking for that place to belong. I pray for the ones who are watching online and saying today, God, I needed a word from you. Let this be the word right now, Lord Jesus, that you're with your daughter, that you're with her family. God, let this be the word for your son, that you have a calling on his life, that you're with him, that you're walking with him, that anointing and favor is upon him. And Lord, for that miracle in motion, whether it be physical or financial or relational, let your child of faith say, Lord, I will keep trusting you. So Father, I thank you for the miracle in motion. I thank you for the supernatural intervention in everything your child needs. And I pray that in this moment, faith would feel alive and fresh and we have a new outlook for the week ahead. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So now I want to say, don't forget to write. Don't forget to join us online. Thank you for what you're doing to be a part of our global worldwide family. God is doing miracles and you're a part of it. I love you.